Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus the Furnicus. Say what? Charette. Doc G, what's up, sir? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Living the life. July, summer, living and the living is <laughs> yeah. easy, man. Huh? That's what I've got to say. The living is easy. It's yeah, nice. It it's nice. Mike, you've been, uh, how, how's everything after the trip? Uh, pretty good, man. Happy to be home, not going to lie. Uh, I love traveling until like you don't. a day in, and then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until you, it, <laughs> yeah, until you don't. Much. Until, until yeah. you get to the airport and go, oh, Jesus, no. Oh, I forgot everything. I'm the worst packer in the world. Mm. Why doesn't this get better over time? It mm. never does. Nope. I usually <laughs> show up five minutes before my flight, too. There's, yeah. I'm the worst at that. My brother, the best. He'll show up like yeah. three hours early and just be sitting there. Not me. That's a fact. Not, especially if I do a morning flight. Never getting there anywhere hey. close. And I have no <laughs> idea why I do it. I'll still be like, you know, I'll get some flight. I'm like, oh, it's 8.30 in the morning. Plenty of time. I can do 8.30. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm calculating a week later. I'm like, oh, means I got to get up at like 5.00. <laughs> oh god and then i just slowly get later and later before the date of the flight so by the time that the day of the flight comes i've decided that i can get up at like seven twenty and still get there on time like, <laughs> i can squeeze yeah. it in no no you can't yeah not Very at all close. not at all well, Mike, uh, I've been partying recently. Yeah. Partying hard. Awesome. And uh, by partying, I mean reading obituaries. There you go. There you go. That's what we do. Listeners, that's <laughs> what you do to party, right? Everybody out there, party with obituaries. Yeah. It just it lightens the mood, guys. Mm -hmm. Makes you yeah, feel great. Definitely does. So yeah, it does. I was looking through the Florida Times Union. You know the Florida Times Union, Mike? Never heard of it. Well, it's the oldest newspaper in Florida. There you go. Hey, nice. Okay. And we can wear it proudly because it was the first newspaper to come in after the Union soldiers took over. So, oh, yeah. There you go. That's Florida Union. There it is. Okay. There it is. Yeah. So, uh, I, of course, went straight to the obituaries just to get the good stuff. Yeah. Right in oh, there, yeah. you know. It's like skipping the main course and going straight to dessert. What? Yeah, Hooray. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I came across an obituary that made me stop, Mike, that made me go, wow. Because I think we all have a goal in life, Mike. It's not a direct goal. It's not an overt goal. On our list of goals, it's not there at the top. But I think we can mm -hmm. all say, we can all agree that we would prefer not to have a horrible obituary written about us. So true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not going to affect yeah. us in the actual <laughs> scheme of things when we're there. That's a fact. Um, the person that I'm getting ready to read, uh, this that that is their obituary here, they didn't get a good one, Mike. Uh, they did not, not get a good one at all. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, I, the, the main thing here, listeners, 
This isn't a made-up obituary. This is a real person. A person that was alive just a couple of weeks ago, and then somebody that knew this person was like, you know what? This is what I think of them. Jeez. Just keep that in the back of your mind when I read this, because I'm getting ready to read it. And by the way, Mike, that's called entertaining radio. Reading mm -hmm. obituaries. That's... Yeah. So it gets the people going, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, here it is. Are you ready, Mike? Let's go. Okay. Can't wait. Lawrence H. Faff. Lawrence H. H. Faff was born in Belmont, New York on April 16, 1941. No burns yet, Mike. This is the first burn. Here we go. He passed away on June 27, 2022, living a long life. Much longer than he deserved. Jeez. Ouch. Ouch. Not good. He is survived by his three children. No four. Oops. Five children. Well, <laughs> as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about. But there could be more. His hmm. love was abundant when it came to himself. But for his children, it was limited. Now, after I get through the whole thing, you'll be pretty surprised that they went with limited instead of just zero, because <laughs> I really thought they were going to say children, it's zero, because by the way they framed him, that's what it sounds like. Anyways, yeah. from a young age, he was a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic, solidifying his commitment to both with the path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. I will point out, I just realized here too, Mike, they just said adult children. Hmm. Did he not ruin the the, the children children? Because if so, because <laughs> if so, that's that's pretty nice. At least he spared them. Again, yeah, true. I'm just looking for the positives here, Mike, because yeah, there aren't really any the in this. Side. There's there's no positives. Doesn't sound here. like it so far. <laughs> Lawrence Senior's hobbies included abusing his wife and children. Hey. It's really just one hobby. It's uh, mm -hmm. e editing. Uh, there. Uh, he loved to start projects, but never followed through on any of them, which was the weirdest tangent in the whole thing to me, Mike, because I just don't know <laughs> what that meant. Like, what what kind of projects? Like, are you just burning him because he is, like, making things out of wood and was like, ah, I'm tired, I'm gonna, gonna do it. <laughs> what the <laughs> wrong with you? Finish a project! <laughs> like, just seems like, out of all the other things, the abuse and whatnot, you know, Anyways, he enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and had a quaint little living space studio above his favorite hole in the wall, the Club Nashville. Sounds like a nice place, the studio, at least. I yeah, mean, it does. Right above a bar. And I mean, you know, not bad. You go down there, have French onion soup, maybe a little, mm -hmm. you know, grilled chicken for dinner, and you're like, all right, I'm going back up to my... Hole in the wall. That's right, it. See you later. No, you know, no Uber or nothing. Yeah. Now, I'm Safe. again, listeners. I'm painting a positive <laughs> picture because they did not with this obituary. All right, yeah, not at all. Uh, Lauren Senior did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, but even his time in service was negligent at best. Because of his mm. alcohol addiction, his commanding officer took away his gun and badge replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. Word. Keeping the department clean. Is that a negative? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. pretty good. It's not bad. 
Lord mm -hmm. Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but he never worked any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and 9th steps with his children, making amends. Hmm. To this time, Mike, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was written by one of those children. Yeah, it sounds like it. One of those very, very angry children. Adult um, children, yeah. Not <laughs> broken adult children. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will point out, too, again, I'm not defending Lawrence Sr. I sort of am, but no one else is here to defend him, guys. Um, Nobody. No. Uh, I will say, though, it, it's not a rule that you have to do the 12 steps. It's not even a rule you have to stay sober. Nobody says you have to stay mm. sober. I'm just saying. Good point. You know? Yeah. I'm just, I can't condemn him just for not going through the 12 steps. You know? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. It'd be nice if he did. Anyway. Mm -hmm. For sure. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew and the ones he knew about. It will be challenging to miss Lawrence Sr. because he was narcissistic. He was incapable of love. Lawrence Sr.'s passing proves that evil does eventually die. Jeez. Yikes. Wow. Yikes. And it marks a time of healing which will allow his children to get the closure they deserve. Lawrence Sr. can be remembered for being a father to many and a dad to none. Wow. Real, <laughs> real obituary listeners. Just think, that was a real person that was alive. Mm -hmm. A month ago, he was alive. And that's what one of his children, I'm going out on a limb. I don't think it was just his friend Jeff yeah. that decided to write this. <laughs> Screw no, I don't Jeff. Think Jeff would write that. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean,. Mike, the first thing I got to say, the first thing that came to my mind, and I don't know about you when I read this, was uh, this child needs to go to, to therapy. They need some yeah. counseling. Mm -hmm. Maybe ba all of them, yeah. Badly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah, group counseling. Let's all <laughs> yeah. talk about it together. Because, um, wow. I, I just don't know if that will really help anything, this, mm -mm. you know? I mean... Like, is how what, what is this doing? What is what is this doing for him? Like, it doesn't really seem like Lawrence, beside his 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 children, uh, really hurt many other people. It was pretty much all in the family. He kept the the hurting in the family. I guess yeah. that's why I need to let it out with the obituary. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he was a cop for like thirty years, so he had to just been doing something. Right. Just, okay, I guess. Well, his yeah. badge. I know. We're trying to defend him, listeners. Yeah, no we're trying. We're we're really trying. Not a lot of. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of positive here. Nope. Yeah. The point is, Mike. Let's try not to end up like Lawrence Senior. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah, definitely true. Me, definitely you, mm -hmm. the listeners. Let's all mm -hmm. make a pact right now, guys. To be nice enough not to have somebody want to write an obituary like this about mm -hmm. us. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say right now, guys, we, we all need to look out for each other. Um, if you see, if one of us does not make it, and you're looking at the obituary, and it sounds like this, jump in and correct them. <laughs> so true. Okay? Jump in. And, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. That guy listened to the Doc G Show. He was all right. Okay? He was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. a listener of the Doc G Show. All of this is false. <laughs> you know? I'm just saying. Doc G, 
Can we? Can you put a template for your will or for your obituary in your will? Can you just put like just a couple sentences? I maybe feel a like that. I feel like that's something you can put in there. You know, like yeah. And I mean, you can definitely assign it to somebody. Like, pay a lawyer mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, submit this when I die to a newspaper, <laughs> and tell the newspaper anybody else that submits it, liars, not true. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that is our motivation for this week. Motivation mm-hmm. not to be bad people. To True. be yeah. at least semi-good people, you know? Yeah. At least exactly. people that are not motivated to write an obituary like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With that great motivation, are you ready to fire up the show, Mike? Let's fire it up, Doc G. What's going on? Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Okay, Mike. We first have to start where we start. The birthday suit. Huh? The birthday suit. Oh, you know what? I, I jumped the gun. What am I doing? I did not tell you. <laughs> I went with it. <laughs> uh, you did, and I appreciate it. That was very willing of you. You were like, you know what? He said it. He triggered. It. He triggered me. We'll do it. Uh, I got to tell you about the great... Ch- I can't believe I'm, I was... I wrote it down here in my notes. Here they are. Uh mm. Kid Bloom. We've got the amazing Kid Bloom on the show. I can't wait to talk to him. He's got his new album out, Highway. He's got a new uh, tour starting in September. Sadly, he's not coming to uh, Florida. I'm going to ask him about it because we would prefer him to be in Florida. But you know what? For sure. We'll listen to the tunes. We'll ask him about it. We'll move on from there. Uh, but I can't wait to talk to him. He's coming in, obviously, in the later part of the show. But first, Mike, we need to start where we start. The birthday suit. There it is. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Yes, I got it right that time, and you got it right both times. Sweet. Nicely done, Mike. That counts. <laughs> that counts as one birthday suit right there. All right, cool. I'll take it. Okay, here we go. I'm pretty positive on this one. Like, at least 90%. All right. Born on July 13, 1942 in Chicago, Illinois, our birthday suit wearer was interested in acting from a young age, with both of his parents being actors. He ended up going to Ripon College in Wisconsin, where his goal was broadcasting. He only took one drama class, though. But after college, he went to Los Angeles to do voiceovers. However, while he was out... In Los Angeles, he started getting invitations to act. However, the acting roles weren't that big. They were mainly minor roles, so he became a carpenter in his spare time. Keep that in mind, by the way, when we find out who this is, and just imagine him being your carpenter. Just keep that. Okay. In the 1970s, he started getting bigger roles. In 1977, he landed a major role in his career that propelled the rest of of the rest of his career, Han Solo in Star Wars. Mm. Played in two sequels, of course. In 1981, he played a character known as Indiana Jones. In 1982, he also played in Blade Runner, a famous science fiction movie. He continued his success in the 90s with The Fugitive, Air Force One, and many others. In the 2000s, he played in Syriana, He revived his role as Indiana Jones and his role as Han Solo. 
In all his in all his movies grossed over nine point three billion dollars worldwide. Jeez, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Uh, he has a AFI Lifetime Achievement Award. Name that birthday suit wearer. The very handsome Harrison Ford. So very handsome, Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Looker. Now, imagine him as your carpenter out there, just yeah. getting it. Just seems a little. <laughs> seems he seems a little rough around the edges too. Maybe it's just all of his characters. Maybe. Yeah. Like That's I mean, like maybe thing. he's just really good at acting in that way. But I feel like mm-hmm. just from all of his characters, he'd be out there, and I'd be like, "Oh, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't ask for. Yeah, you're getting a window that way." Okay, so sorry about that. All right, I'll just go back inside then. I just like, I just feel like there'd be no room for discussion. You know? No mm-hmm. way. Nah, he shuts it down immediately. Yeah, all of his sentences. Air Air Force One, get off my plane. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You come up there onto his roof, and you're like, "Hey, get off my roof." Sorry, I I own the house, but okay, I guess. But anyways, I don't think he does carpentry anymore. I don't think so. I don't Maybe think. On the side. I, I think Maybe he's. A little. I think he's got enough money. You know. Yeah. He mm-hmm. doesn't have all of that nine point three. In fact, he has a very small portion of it. But a small portion of nine point three can still be a pretty large amount of money. You know. Yeah, comparatively, yes, yeah. definitely. You know, <laughs> uh, more more than you or I have, Mike. Way more. Slightly. Yes. Slightly. Slightly. That's a fact. Uh, but does he have pirate no. booty? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. The, well, he might. He's he probably, treasures. He seems. He. I mean, he seems slightly crazy too. So mm-hmm. he might have some. Anyways, yeah. Mike, he's turning eighty. <laughs> eighty. Wow. A- yeah, looking good for eighty, man. Still a stud. Yeah, still a stud muffin. Married. I had no idea when I was looking this stuff up. Married uh, Callista Flockhart. Mm-hmm. It's like back in like two thousand six or seven. They've been going strong for a long time, like sixteen mm-hmm. years, fifteen years. Yeah, good for them. That's you know? amazing. Yeah. That's like 30 years in uh, Hollywood. Maybe even longer years. than that, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. They're fairly yeah. far apart in age, aren't they? I would yeah, think. Yeah, I, she's I not. Think so, yeah. I'd be very surprised if she's 80. That would blow me yeah. away. <laughs> I went, what? Man, she looked yeah, good on Allie Felicity? McBeal. Come on. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, it was Allie McBeal. That's what it was. Hey, close enough. I think Felicity. Uh, I don't know Callista Flockhart. It's sort of, I don't know. Mm, that doesn't yeah. say. Anyways, uh, Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? <laughs> yeah, what do we got? It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Where are we at? We're going to start in Florida, Mike. Uh, huh. We're going to start Years. here. Uh, and we're going to go all the way south. We're going to go Miami. We're going nice. all the way down to Miami. Uh, Mike, uh, Monica Gilliam. Monica Gilliam uh, sent her daughter from Chattanooga to Miami. And mm-hmm. she sent her daughter from Chattanooga to Miami to be with her uh, uh, dad. Because apparently uh, her dad and Monica split. And so now, you know, spends time with both. Uh mm-hmm. Going on a three-week trip down there to uh, Miami, and uh, since Monica was not going with her child, her 12-year-old child, she got a chaperone for her child from American Airlines. Now, apparently, what this is, is it's $150 to basically... 
be a security guard for your kid from wherever you drop them off till the plane and then once they get off the plane until they get with the other adult that they're supposed to meet you know okay which is nice you know yeah never heard of that yeah apparently that's a thing she paid an extra 150 dollars for it now the downside is it didn't work um <laughs> uh, she was kidnapped <laughs> Luckily, no. <laughs> Luckily, no. She just wandered around by herself for an hour. So, nah. you know. Uh, and obviously, Monica was furious about this, Mike. Hmm. Monica was furious about it, so what did she do? She went to TikTok. Yeah, she did. She went to TikTok to air her grievances. That's right. And of course, something ridiculous like this went viral because why not, right? Yeah. I mean... That's amazing. Why? Great story. <laughs> I mean, really, when you think about it, Mike, why would you keep listening to this? Hmm. Like, it amazes me. I was like, if I came across that video, I'd just be like, what? Some ranting lady about her kid? Who cares? Good Lord. Like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, no offense, Monica, but I don't care what happened to your kid. Like, nope. I don't know your kid. doesn't bother me no. any. But anyways... Anyway, she went on TikTok. She complained about it. And uh, she said the airline, American Airlines manager said, quote, your child is missing. We've shut down the terminal, but don't know where she is. Hmm. Eventually, the daughter got in touch with her dad, and they found each other. Uh, and Monica said this all happened because the flight attendants just waved her off the plane. They were just like, eh, bye. Bye. And they just kept pushing her out of the way. Which, you know, if I was a flight attendant, I don't blame them at all. I'd want to get those people yeah. off as fast as possible. I'm yeah, not, turn and burn. We got another flight. Not checking anybody. <laughs> not looking for anything. Nope. And, and I, you know, uh, I can understand why Monica's angry. Because that's some pretty service. She paid 100, yeah. 150 extra dollars. Come on. Yeah. Watch my kid. Come on. But, I mean, the main thing I got to say, Mike, when I listen to the story is, like, your daughter is 12. That's a fact. She's a functional human. She, yeah. She's not a six-month-old dog. She knows how to talk to people, right? You're in sixth mm -hmm. grade. Can't she go up yeah. to somebody and go, hey, there's supposed to be an adult walking beside me. That's a fact. There is not an adult walking <sighs> beside me. Or, like, she apparently called her dad. She couldn't call her dad an hour before that. Like, yeah, it they got phones these days, right? Like, don't 10-year-old yeah. kids have phones? Took Come her on. an hour to put it together to be like, wait a second. I'm here to meet my dad, aren't I? Should I call that guy? You think that guy's around somewhere? Ah, I'll, give him, <laughs> I'll give him a ring. Like, it just really seems a little bit weird, Mike. I 12 mean, years old. I'm just, I'm just saying, Monica... Uh, when you get her back here in three weeks, set her down, little life safety skills checklist, you mm -hmm. know? Hey, just checking. If you don't know where you are, you might want to find out. So true. If you don't yeah. know why you're why you're by yourself, you might want to find out. That's a fact. You know, just things. Checklist. Just checklist. Yeah. Keep, keep yourself mm -hmm. safe. Uh, and again, don't get me wrong, listeners. American Airlines. Just go ahead and, yeah. you know, just throw <laughs> that out there. Um, Mike, let's go. Uh, I'm going to throw, I'm going to go down here to another story. Uh, go to the bottom of the list here of stories that I've got. Interesting story out of Alabama. 
Animal Alabama. <laughs> Alabama, man. Sweet home. Sweet home, Alabama. Uh, animal shelter in Monroe County. Uh, Monroe County, very close to the southern border of Alabama there. They found mm. a homing pigeon. Yeah. Homing? I don't know what that is, Doc G. It's like literally, you know, like one of the pigeons that you can send letters with and whatnot that do races. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They found a homing pigeon uh, named Bob. Sweet. And, mm. uh, but the name. Yeah. And apparently Bob is originally from England. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so he had a British accent. It's nice. What? Um, <laughs> his owner released him for a pigeon race that started in the Channel Islands off the French coast. And he was supposed to fly to his house in England. And instead, Bob was like, screw this, got halfway through the English Channel, saw an oil tanker, and just stopped on the oil tanker. And the oil tanker went all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. And then Bob was like, all right, I'm uh, Adios. getting off here. <laughs> uh, Bob did make the mistake of going to Alabama. And he could have gone, mm. gone to Florida. That's but, okay. you know, it's all right. Yeah, you got to be careful. It's all right. He, his food. He went, in, he went into Monroe County. They, uh, they found Bob. And the animal shelter put out a message on social media saying, hey, found a bird. And uh, the owner saw the message and was like, whoa, it's Bob. That's Bob. my bird. And he emailed him and was like, yeah, that's Bob. And then they sort of, uh, they, you know, they did like a Zoom to confirm. And they like held <laughs> Bob up. And Bob was like, what? What? Is that? Huh? And he's like, yeah, that's me. And he reacted to Bob, uh, the, the, the guy's voice. And they were like, well, it's got to be him, you know. Mm -hmm. So they were going to return the bird. But before they returned the bird, PETA heard about the story. Uh, and PETA said they were not fans of Bob being sent back to his owner, and they did not want him to be sent back to his owner because, quote, we urge you to view the results of our investigation into similar UK pigeon races, which has led to the deaths of thousands of birds. So wow. they, they, they thought it's real negative that these birds are being forced uh, to race. Um, mm -hmm. But the animal shelter said... Uh, they're still returning Bob. Mm -hmm. And they said, quote, if Bob's owner is willing to fly all the way to the United States to pick up one single pigeon, then I believe he should have his pet. Hmm. Yeah, well, for sure. I thought they were going to send the pigeon from <laughs> to... Go! England. Just put him fly. in a box. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of indifferent about this, honestly. I mean, it's a pigeon. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no offense, but come on, it's a pigeon. It's not yeah. a snow leopard. Nope. It'd be a little True. bit different if snow leopard. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know if PETA's argument is super strong because it's, I mean, you know, birds die in flight all the time. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, I mean, like, it's it's not just because they're in a race that they're dying. But also, the the animal shelter's argument is not all either that strong either, you know? Because, I mean, like, by that logic, if a child abuser is willing to fly all the way from Britain to America to take their child back, we got to be like, well, they're dedicated. Here's your kid back. <laughs> huh? Abuse the crap out of them. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't yeah. make much sense. Not a great reason. You know? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm sort of in the middle, Mike. I, 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 say, I, say, I say bring in Bob's owner. 
put Bob up in the sky and then see if he goes to his owner or not. Mm. If Bob goes the other way, then then sorry, you lost Bob. If mm-hmm. if Bob goes over to him, okay, you can you can have Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's my idea that I just came up with here. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really that's a very fair way to uh, yeah to you know I think I, I think it, I think it's an old biblical fable. You know, mm-hmm. just let him go, see who he goes towards. I think they yeah. did a couple TikToks like that too, with like mm. dogs and kids. The mm. parents run both ways, and they see which way the the animal or the kid goes. Which is really demeaning when you do it with both animals and kids, because you're essentially saying they're the same. <laughs> hey, here's my two-year-old. Here's my cocker spaniel. Same deal. Anyways, Mike, this just in. Amber Heard's law team has submitted new information about the defamation trial. Wait, what? Yes. They submitted a five-page document. Wow. Five-page document. That's (laughs) midterm paper right there, man. Midterm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Claiming juror number 15 in the defamation trial was not the individual that had been summoned for jury duty on April 11, 2022. Therefore, they are seeking a mistrial and a new trial ordered. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Mike, I speak for the judge and all Americans when I say no. Yeah, please don't do that again. N-O. Yeah, we got the memes we needed. (laughs) Plus, no offense, Amber, but that trial looks like it aged you like 15 years. Like, it was way worse than the presidential term. <laughs> like, you, you spent two months in that, ju- in that courtroom, and you came out six years older. No good. You go in there again, yeah. you're going to come out like a 55-year-old lady. You might just want to go ahead and just cut your losses. I know, like, I know, hey, you've got to pay, like, $2 million that you probably don't have to Johnny Depp, who definitely does have a couple of million dollars and is now back making weird rock music cameos and wearing (laughs) 17 bandanas and 36 necklaces. I get it. It's probably pretty Mm -hmm. annoying. But you know what? Cut your losses. That's a fact. Cut your losses. You Mm -hmm. do not want to go back in with videos and ridicule and poo throwing and Mm. not poo throwing. and No. No, the answer is no, Amber. Yeah, just take the L. Mike, uh, let's see. Do we have... Real quick, this is a real quick story, Mike. We have a story. If any listeners out there are thinking they're having a bad go of it for the last year and a half, it's been a downer of a year and a half, which I'd say there's probably a pretty good amount of folks out there that are thinking that. Yeah, having a hard time, yeah. I've got a person that beats them. I've got a person, and I don't know if this is your type of motivation, listeners, but if it is, this person will make you go, you know what? No, my life isn't that horrible. You know what? It's not that bad. Uh, Mike. So true. A couple of Yale scientists teamed up with some physicians who studied one patient, a patient that has had COVID for 471 days. Wait, what? Whoa. That's too long. It's way too long. And he's had it because he's had a deficient immune immune system. 
And the reason he's had a deficient immune system is he has lymphoma as well. Jeez. Mm. So, listeners, this dude is fighting two chronic disorders for a year and a half, one of them being cancer and one of them being COVID. So, if you're thinking, man, my life sucks, not anywhere close to this guy. All right, this guy is battling yeah. two things. And on top of that, Mike, this whole story, not once did they pause and go, hey, can we just, this guy's life is really sucking right now. Not once did they do that. The whole article was just about how they were amazed at how COVID mutated into his body. Word. That's all it was hmm. about. Nothing, not once were they like, you know what? This really sucks for this dude. Somebody needs to help this guy out. No. No, it's just a bunch of scientists with their with their pen and pad going, oh, oh amazing. Oh, that really That's not good. For that. Oh, there we Unique go. Specimen. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> get this to the lab. Like that. Come on. Come on. We uh, don't know who you are, but whoever you are, patient. We hope you get better. The Doc G. I hope show. he gets a Guinness record too for that too. Like there's got to be some kind of world record for the for the COVID longest COVID. There you go. Oh, this makes it all <laughs> worth it. Nice. Wear a mask. Oh, very well done. Oh man. Yeah. You know we are pulling for you. You know we're pulling for you here at the Doc G. Show. And on top of that, we hope you don't have. I was about, I'm not going to jinx it. I was about to say something about our opening story, Mike, but I'm not going to put that mm. on this guy. It's not happening, bro. Nope. You're coming out no of way. this, all right? Yeah. We'll see you when he you is. come out of this in the next, mm. I don't know, after this song, right? After we do yeah. this next song, because we're going to take a break. Should be, should be out by then. Yeah, though. I think so. Five minutes. No more COVID. 471 <laughs> days to five minutes. You got it. Yeah. You got it. So true. We're going to take a break. We're going to hear from our guest, none other than Kid Bloom. This is Electric You right here on the Doc G Show.
Back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike? Florida, yes. Need to tell the listeners to do what? Hmm. Follow the show. Subscribe to the show. Find us on Instagram. Find us on SoundCloud. Find us on everything. Everything. Tune in. Yeah. Stitcher. Apple Podcast. uh, Mirren. There's a bunch of them out there. There's all kinds of weird pod platforms that you could yeah. go on. We're on all kinds of things. And you know what? You should be subscribed to all of them. Yeah. Every single one of them. Not just yeah. one of them. Do all of them so you have a backup. Everything. Yeah. And when we put out a new show, you'll get like 37 banner notices. And mm-hmm. you'll be like, yeah, f- those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be like, all right, our plan backfired. They hate us a little bit. But still, it'll mm-hmm. make us feel better because, again, we'll get six listens just from that. Yeah. And we'll be exactly. like, oh, my God. That's great. That's amazing. You'll make us happy. So do it, guys. Yeah. You should do it. Mike, th- thanks for that update. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Um, we need to thank the regulars, Mike. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? We do. Yeah, where are they at? Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Toms River, New Jersey, and Olive Branch, Mississippi. Shout out. There we go. I, I had good flow that time, Mike. I yeah, was happy was, about that flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt I felt like one of those, you know, uh, the subliminal endings of, like, uh, car commercials where they're like, hey, everything we just said was <laughs> Just to let you know. <laughs> you know? I felt like yeah. one of those people. Anyways, here we yeah, go. Here's some semi-regulars flow. for you. Shout out. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio, Simpsonville, South Carolina, Toronto, Canada, Tampa, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Weaverville, North Carolina, Union City, California, Kiev, Ukraine, Los Mm. Angeles, California, Minster, Ohio, Asheville, North Carolina, Townsville, Australia, and Kansas City, Kansas. So a couple of things there, Mike. On those semi-regulars. Obvious. Obviously, we need to celebrate. We had a Kansas City listener. We did. We had a Kansas City, so guess what? We're going to put them on our list of places for work vacations. That's Mm. right, guys. I'm down. 
you're still not a number one. Nope. You got to come in regulars at the top of our list to be number one work pl- vacation listing. But we'll put you on our list now. There you go. Yeah. Congratulations, Kansas City. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Second, I'm you. very excited to say, Mike, La La Land is one week away from regular status. So true. Ah, that's amazing. It's yeah. nice to hear. Los Angeles, California. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate yeah. it. Keep doing so it. So many. Yeah. Keep definitely. doing it. I mean, you know, there's millions of people, so at least hopefully a couple of you are listening out there, and we yeah, appreciate sure. it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Mike, we need to go on to your favorite segment previously on the Doc G Show. Yes. I love it. Previously on the Doc G Show. It's a good segment. Previously on the Doc G Show. Mike, I had a couple of folks reach out to me. This is true. I had willing participants that listened to the show and li- and and gave me information back about the show <clears throat> regarding your statement on fifty cent inflama- inflation. <laughs> I was about to say inflammation, okay. <laughs> not inflammation, guys. Inflation. According to inflation ca- uh, calculators, you are correct. Ninety nine cents would be. Nice. The correct calculation from 94 till now, he would be worth 99 cents. So he's now available at the dollar store, but not for long, guys. Soon he'll be too pricey for even the Mm -hmm. dollar store. Yeah. He'll have to go on to, I don't know, Walmart. (laughs) It's like just a step up. Just barely right there. Yeah. Mike, I also mentioned how I was feeling like Michael Jackson was born in February. I got that feeling for some reason. I Mm. looked it up. I was wrong. It's pretty much the exact opposite end of the calendar. August. He was born August 29th, 1958. Hmm. Okay. And by the way, when I Googled uh, Michael Jackson to look up his birthday on Google, you know how they have the the, uh, people ask questions? Mm-hmm. You know, people also I love asked, those, yeah. I always yeah. check those out, yeah. On Michael Jackson, people also asked, does Michael Jackson have a deep voice? Mm. My dad met him or was around him, and he says yes. He actually had a deep voice. Yeah, he talks to his kids in like a regular voice. He doesn't have that, that really? high voice. Yeah. Huh. I was just thinking what kind of misguided youngster would look that up, but you're telling me conspiracy <laughs> theorists like your dad who has evidence. Evidence yeah. says he talked like Barry White. Wait, what? That's what you're saying. Well, he just had like a regular voice. He doesn't have, it's not, just, the, just not, it's not okay. that high, yeah. Huh. I don't know why he would make that voice up. That's very tantalizing to me, Mike. Hmm. I don't know. But I've got something else for you on Michael Jackson, Mike. Uh, Here's, like, Michael Jackson (laughs) is really famous, right? Yeah, definitely. And I was thinking, how famous... Here's how famous Michael Jackson is. He died 13 years ago. I looked up his birthday on Google yesterday. There were four news stories about Michael Jackson that were written yesterday on Google. Four. And none of them were about him diddling children. All of Mm. them were about other things. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Like, it's amazing. 
He's been dead for 13 years, and he still has 30 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Mm, wow. Tupac has 18 million. Prince has 10 million. The mm. Beatles have 26 million. And Michael wow. Jackson has 30. Doc G, if uh, Jesus had some tracks, how many uh, monthly listeners do you think you would have? 700 million. <laughs> 700 million. Dominate. Jesus would be all over that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> JC, his tracks would be fire. Straight yeah, fire. Any, Anyways, uh, last thing on uh, previously from the Doc G Show, Mike. Ulysses, Kansas. You remember? We brought up Ulysses, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, what are they known for? And you're like, I don't know. What are they known for? And I was like, known for being out in the middle of nowhere and listening to the Doc G Show. So mm -hmm. I looked it up. Let me give you a little info on uh, Ulysses, Kansas here. Not too surprising. What do you think it's named after? Ulysses S. Grant, the president. Mm -hmm. Boom. Okay. One of my favorite presidents. We all know that. Uh, the city was originally surveyed by George Washington Earp, hmm. who was the first cousin of Wyatt Earp. So true. Hmm. Which, if you're like, that name sounds familiar. If you've seen the movie Tombstone, it's about Wyatt Earp, who was a real person back in the wild, wild west. And if you haven't right. seen Tombstone, have you seen Tombstone, Mike? I don't think so. See it. Okay. You okay. want to see it. It's an awesome movie. <laughs> uh, Va right. Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday, and it's one of my favorite characters in a movie ever. Amazing character. Hmm. He's just a bad card player that loves to go into duels and unlike Alexander Hamilton does not get smoked in a duel. He he does the mm. smoking, all right? He does the smoking. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. That's really a line from the the movie, <laughs> which is a really weird and sexual thing to say. That's a fact. But anyways, uh Mike, the other thing that I've got to say about Kansas, 5788 people in Ulysses, Kansas. Mm, representing nice. the 620 area code. Shout out to the 620. Shout out. Uh, record high temp in Ulysses, uh, Kansas, 110. Jeez. Ooh. Record, record low, negative 27. Hey. That's, I don't got some, that one. that's some range, Mike. Hey, yeah, that's. 137 degree range. Hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, no, no, thank, thank you. you. But Ooh, thank you, thank you for listening, Ulysses Kansas. Yeah. Thank you. We Definitely appreciate it. We appreciate it, Mike. It's time for that newest segment, that segment that we've added, dueling forty fives. Mm. Let's yes. do it, listeners. Did anybody uh, find out why it's a double entendre? Nope. No extra credit. I did not hear anybody respond there. <laughs> no extra credit, uh, Mike. This week, we are going head-to-head -head with the same artist. Head-to-head -head with two of their singles. And who okay. is the artist? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Love them. That is who we're going with. The two highest stream songs of their career. Do you have any guesses what their two highest uh, songs are? Hmm. No idea. We're talking 1991 against 1999. We're Ooh, talking it's a good stretch. Under the Bridge versus Californication. Ah, uh, Californication. Yeah. Now, Mike, just hearing those songs, I know you know those two songs. 
Uh, under the bridge. I mean, I oh, know. Oh, get out of town. Oh, get out of town. You know under the bridge. Play it right now. Play right. it over there. As soon as the guitar as soon as the guitar part comes in, you'll go, Oh, I know that song. Oh yeah, I know that song. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Yes. Ooh, tough comparison though. Who's winning out? Who are you giving it to? I think Californication, uh, that song's just got a vibe. I'm overruling you, Mike. Take me to the place that I love. Take me <laughs> all the way. Under the bridge is where I gave my life away. That is the song that wins out. I love it, Mike. Okay. I okay. love it. True story, Mike. It's my favorite first song ever. Back in... Really? Back in first grade. First grade. When that song came oh. out, literally, that was a brand new single. Little Ben Gordon, first grade. I heard that and I was like, yes. That is now my favorite song. I love that song. Now, can I say it's still my favorite song? I sort of contend I can't have a favorite song just because there's too many out there. But mm -hmm. would I say it's in my top uh, songs of all time? Yes, definitely. For sure. Love that song. So amazing. So amazing. I put it up there. It, it is my favorite Red Hot Chili Pepper song. I love it. I love it. Uh, but listeners, if you haven't listened to their newest album, go out there and listen to it. It's a jam. Whole album's good, man. They are so consistent. Okay. Like, I mean, those guys, think about it, guys. They've been going for 40 years. 40 mm -hmm. years. Started at the beginning of the 80s, and they're still going so strong, man. They're just ballers. They're, they're, they are musicians through and through. If you don't get a, yeah, they are. If you don't get a chance, hmm. get a chance. What? I don't know what, you know? <laughs> Just go yeah. out there and listen to it. Anyways, that's Dueling 45's Under the Bridge wins this week. Uh, I had to overrule Mike on that one. Listeners, it won't happen okay. that often. But I had to I had to go for that one. It was just, it's the best. Anyways, Mike, we are going to take a break. We're going to be right back with none other than Kid Bloom right here on the Doc G Show. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. The Doc G Show, because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we have a fantastic guest, musical artist that just released his debut album, Highway, a month ago. He's going on tour here at the start of September. Kid Bloom. Lennon, how are you, sir? How's it going, man? And thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So summer 2022, how's it, uh, how's it treating you so far? It is amazing. It is definitely... Um, a definitely a picture book summer for me considering um it's been a bunch of surfing and then it ends with a tour <laughs> uh, but it's yeah it's nothing short of a blessing the summer has been fantastic i'm very excited <laughs> i love it man are you are you in studio city now yes sir sitting in the sitting in the blistering heat <laughs> nice now that's 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 your original home that's where you grew up mm -hmm. i know know nothing better than the valley <laughs> 
So you are an LA original. Uh, I always like to ask this. Uh, I had a. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the band Wilderado. They were just on the show there, and uh, they're from Tulsa. And I, oh. I asked them, "What's the best and worst thing about Tulsa?" Well, I'll ask you, as an LA original, what's the best and worst thing you can think of about LA? If you want to go specific Valley, go specific Valley. This is such a tough one. Um, I'm going to say one of the best things about, are we talking, sorry, you said the Valley or Los Angeles? You can do either one. Which one would you prefer? If you want a bad okay. mouth outside okay. of the Valley, you can. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it within my wheelhouse. I'll keep it uh studio city. Okay. I'll say best thing. The best thing about, no, I'll start with the worst thing. The worst thing about studio city mm gonna have to be the worst thing is gonna have to be the heat okay and the best thing is gonna have to be the parking <laughs> not good parking huh always parking man nice i can't complain about that i will go with that that's nice well now your uh your parents were in the entertainment industry i guess you say still in the entertainment industry your mom's uh an actress your dad uh composer uh of scores so you grew up in a house where, I mean, sort of theoretically, the idea was to entertain. I mean, that's what they were looking to do. Yeah, looking back at it, honestly, it's pretty funny. It's like it definitely was one of those like, I think that's something that I'm very grateful for with my parents is that both of them just separately, not even together. It was fine. It was just like the idea of being creative was implied it was like it, it just you know what i mean it's like mm -hmm. there was no there was no other option essentially so i think that was that was really cool and looking back at it i think that's that's super nurturing for what i'm even still doing now um yeah well i mean i have so many so many artists that come on well not so many but i have artists that come on the show that had parents that essentially it's like well you're gonna become an engineer or well you're gonna you need to do this but when you my dad definitely a couple times was like hey dude like you might want to consider going back to college <laughs> and i was like I, was, I don't know i never i was you know i always knew i would just be unhappy in a place like that so you were like pass pass i was like pass hard pass well now you growing up you weren't planning on entertaining with music originally you were planning on entertaining with soccer i hear that was your passion that was the love yeah, it still kind of is i have this love-hate relationship with it because there's this thing in me that's like i could have chased something along the lines of of playing it you know what i mean so i have this it's almost <laughs> it's almost like it taunts me a little bit like you like you know you know how when you go to the gym a bunch and you feel really good one week and then you don't go to the gym for like five days and it's all gone? Yeah. <laughs> like, and then you go back and like it's the hardest thing to get that back. And I think that's kind of how I look at um, playing soccer. It's like I had this, I had this beautiful, I had this beautiful rhythm at one point and then I kind of jumped into music or just, you know, with my head and lost all that now when i play soccer i feel like such an idiot i feel like i forgot it <laughs> was a lot of people have that sort of when they when they think about that original goal there's sort of like a realization at some point like oh you know what maybe this 
Maybe this isn't going to be my... Uh, was Was there a point when you were playing soccer, do you remember, that you were like, you know what? Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. There was a moment, you know... I mean, I don't want to sound like, you know... When it when the going gets tough, you know, I jumped out. But like the going got tough. Like we were playing a lot. It was high competition, and you know, these coaches wanted to win the game. So I would literally just say, you know, there would be times where, depending on how this coach was, you know, whether or not <laughs> whether or not the coach got laid the night before, <laughs> it meant if you were going to play or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so. I had the bench and I would just like sit there and there would be times where I'd be sitting there for hours. And then, you know, one of those times too many, I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to sit this much, I'm going to sit at home in front of the computer and make music. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, World Cup is coming up in November, which means uh, I'm guessing you're going to be happy. I'm very excited. I love watching the World Cup. That's yeah. something my family greatly enjoy doing together as well. We actually went once. I believe it was 2006, you know, that game where Zidane like did his headbutt. I was there. I saw that. That's always, it's one of those cool things. I don't have any cool, like I've been at no cool sports moments that I can be. Oh, like. that, was, that was one. And, and I got really lucky to be <laughs> able to like say that it was that intense. But yeah, just still, one. Still <laughs> get one. You still get one, man. Uh, you you are going to be very excited for the World Cup, and there are going to be a lot of Americans that magically become soccer fans for four weeks so they can drink. And uh, I, Okay. I, oh, man. I am totally one of those guys. <laughs> hey. I'm totally. I, I really appreciate the people that will say that. It's the other people that try to cover it up that they're like, no way. I love, yeah, they, like, you know, I've been following. You're like, you haven't followed for the last three years, man. Come on. Well, so now I hear, you know, you, you were switching as you're going through high school. You were into soccer and you started playing more and more music. I, I hear it was predominantly guitar to start. Yeah. That for sure. I was bitten by the guitar bug as a as a young boy. <laughs> Who were the Mount Rushmore guitarists when you were in high school? Oh, that's awesome. I have like one Mount Rushmore guitarist. I have like one dude that completely just took it all for me. And his name is Angus Young. Yes. He's yeah. my, I mean, dude, I love, you know, obviously like the greats, the greats, the greats. I'm aware of the greats. I love the greats. I've studied the greats. Um, but there's something about Angus Young that is just the most bad thing I've ever. Excuse me for cursing. Oh, you're good. Um, but he's he's so bad, and he, you know, like, I mean, that School of Rock thing when Jack Black did that. You know, like, I watched that movie as a young kid, and I had already been listening to ACDC, and I was like, so I just got further enthralled by this idea of like how he is actually just one of the coolest guitar players ever style wise and and just like attitude back then he must have been the, the you know the actual craziest thing around <laughs> oh i i love i mean the, the original lineup of acdc with bon scott as the singer and and oh, yeah. just those two together to see them in a live performance must have been insane like Dude, that's another thing I have to give it up to my dad. I don't need to brag here. But my dad did also take me to an ACDC concert once. Nice. And that was like, I mean, you can imagine. I'll never forget that. He was like, it was just insane. My ears were ringing for a, a week after that. 
where and that is not that is not me trying to to be funny i swear on my life i was like for weeks i thought i had tinnitus and then it's just like one day one way and that that was before that was before malcolm passed right that you saw him play yeah i got to see malcolm play dude nice. i got to see malcolm and angus play yeah very nice that's actually i didn't even think about that that's that's very cool by so and so um after high school you went uh you went to berkeley uh, uh, Berkeley uh, School of Music, which we've actually had a whole bunch of folks on the show that either went like yourself or are alumni of Berkeley. I always tell people like it seems like I mean it's super famous music school. It always it always seems like to me it's like the Xavier Institute of Higher Learning on X Men, except it's mutant abilities for music. Like it just seems like all these weird talents of people coming there. Um, and obviously it didn't vibe with you. You weren't, you weren't a fan of it. What, what rubbed you the wrong way? What did you not enjoy? You know, I don't want to sit here and, and, and trash talk that because I did learn, I did learn how to be myself there. You know what I mean? I did learn like, Hey, I don't need this. I'm going to leave. Um, so for that, I'm grateful. Um, I just wasn't the kind of kid that like, wanted to wake up at eight in the morning and go like learn music theory. I thought for me, for me, it was about something else at the time. I had to like, I had to get straight to the source of it. And like, I had to get knocked on my ass. I had to learn the hard way. I went out, I learned the hard way, dude. I'm like, I'm if, I, if, if there's one thing I'm proud of, like I went, I think I went into the into the scary cave. You know what I mean? Like I just like went in there and yeah, dude, I got bitten by snakes. I got I fell into booby traps, you know what I mean? Like I got I got beaten up in the industry as far as like having to learn what is going on, how to play it, what to do. I mean, whether that's musically or, you know, on the business side, whatever have you. I think there's there's so much to this business um that just you can't I don't know. You can't like preach it. I don't think. I think you have to like, you have to like go be on a you know a record label and know what that's like, and and then like you know go try this and know what that's like, and and you know in the end it's like it all just begins with you. So I think that's kind of what it's a different approach. I mean, I understand different approach. And if I was in the studio with one of those cats, yeah, for sure they could probably like sweep me under the table with their knowledge. You know, yeah. um, I just. At the end of the day, don't like don't go to a school or or something. This is with dude. If you want to open a tea shop, like go start cooking tea. You know what I mean? Go start making tea. Like I to me, it's that's just just generally my approach. I think you know what I mean. Like if I wanted to learn how to sew, I'd probably go on YouTube, find a couple videos, and then just really start practicing it and and learning it. And I I think that's what it boils down to, and that's that's why I was asking. Is just uh, it if if it's not your approach, then it's not going to help to set in classes and do it. It's just going to make you more dejected. You're not going to pay attention less. So like you know, you got to love what you're doing. Otherwise, it's just super boring. You know. Yeah, like and it gets it gets worse. <laughs> so so you. You, it, it didn't work out. You didn't want it. You wanted to get into the industry. You come back to California, and like we're, we've been saying, uh, you grew up in the Valley, uh, and in the Valley, you've got all kinds of bands that are fairly close to your age uh, that start making commotion around that time that you came back. I mean, 
uh, The Neighborhood, Honey, Bad Sons, like all Whoa. all of these bands. Uh, very, but all of those all of those guys are my dear friends. I'm very proud to say. And they they've uh, since then you've obviously gone on tour with those those bands, and and we've been lucky enough to have those bands, at least Honey and Bad Sons, on the show before. When you came back and started focusing on music, how much sort of immediately did you start intermingling? Was there, was there intermingling already? Like when you got back? Was yeah, there-, there was. But you had to like earn your stripes, I think, for sure. I think like, you know, every one of our friends are snobs. <laughs> every one of our friends are. I was having this conversation with another one of my friends who was in this friend group. And he's like, dude we grew up about around a bunch of snobs musically like these guys are all snobs and you know with our friend group like they will tell you it sucks they will and i love that i love that yeah. and they will also tell you if it's lame you know what i mean so or i mean sorry they'll tell you if it sucks and they'll tell you if it's great you know what i mean um but i think that's like yeah i had to like earn earn my stripes and they these these guys you know all of the people that you mentioned um they had been doing it and they are doing it and I had not. So I, you know, it was one of the best things for me to just be around these guys and to, to study their every move and to study how dude honey live, you know what I mean? Like you would see honey live and like they're amazing live. And, and I would just study that, learn things from there. Then you'd see how Jesse Rutherford goes on and, 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 you know, it just, snowballed into just learning from all these guys doing it and they're nice enough to like have put their arms around me at some point you know for sure uh, i mean uh by the way uh the neighborhood uh currently i just checked this out before the interview has more monthly listeners on spotify right now than led zeppelin nirvana or red hot chili peppers which is they're they're huge that's that's crazy to think i mean i was at least for me i was looking at that, i was like red hot chili peppers the kings of california like what yeah what well no like with streaming and all that stuff i this is just you know the monthly listeners is right now you got to think about the fact that the chili peppers have probably you know years of being 30 million streams you know what i mean or records bought or stuff like that you know? they, they, they've accumulated but i mean still they, they put out a new album this summer so like i mean you would think like i mean that's true it's wild it's wild but w- when i talked to honey and bad sons uh we talked about because they both uh and the and the neighborhood they, they all have a, a a very sort of high 80s vibe sort of omnipresence of the cure uh, sort of Duran Duranish that that thing in there, but with your music, if we're talking decades, I get a little bit more '70s vibe in there. I mean, uh, would would you say you're more of a '70s man than those other bands? '70s, I think I just like you know tried to run from it on on very many occasions, but I think like the '70s and 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 all the music that was made in in that you know beautiful time <laughs> is like some of my favorite stuff ever so i think inherently you know i grew up listening to all that stuff i still listen to it so it i, I guess must have made its way in there somehow um 
that's actually something I'm really excited to experiment with. I would love to get some other sounds going, see what see what else is out there, you know. What would you say those those other bands that you've you've been around in the valley, like those guys, sort of push you more out of those? Do you think you influenced them with your sound any uh, on tour as far as uh, you know opening up for those guys? I think, them? I think we all do. I think it's that's what's super cool about it. Like it's it's very much that everyone is constantly just reading each other's you know energy and 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 you know you can't always be perfect that's another thing about it that's another cool thing i think everyone also as much as everyone's a snob you know it's like we respect you got to do your thing you got to just do it mm -hmm. and that ha that has enough weight as it is you know or enough weight as it is <laughs> gotcha well i mean with that 70s um i've heard you say disco has inspired you in the past and i definitely would say when when like with electric you you can hear that that disco in there. yeah that was that was definitely that era now um are you still digging disco vinyls every now and then or no have you have you moved yeah on? dude i've you know disco never really goes away like you know like the bgs and and all of that good stuff like that that'll never go away i don't think for me um i just i just you know this it's so dude making music is just like for me such a such a funny thing you can work you can work like two years on it you know mm -hmm. um well maybe not for me this is probably for everyone that makes music but I, you can work two, you know two years on something and then the second it comes out you can be like okay i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm actually very over this you know yeah well i mean i i think it is it's it's sort of like that you know it's, it's the process it's 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 the uh it, it's the actual means not the end um one one two. i think i think that's what it is through and through for sure but you know on the other end of things you kind of need a kind of need an end in music you got to get the song done you know yeah i i am always interested uh you know disco is one of those things that people sort of always say is like it's cheesy and so like i think i think i like for lack of a better I, I don't know if I agree with that, dude. And I, I don't know if I agree with, quite frankly, like there being such a thing anymore. Like, yeah. look at what music has become. Music has become, for lack of a better word, like the ultimate form of expression. Oh, yeah. There's so many forms of it. There's so many different, you know, now it is, you don't know what's going to be a number one hit. Yeah. Like nowadays, what, for to a certain extent, you can, you know, if Pharrell drops a joint with someone, I'm sure that's going to go up crazy. But yeah, for the most part, sonically, people are people are open-minded, and I think that's that's pretty cool. Like that's something that I didn't expect to happen from this, you know, influx of all of all this, you know, new music from the past couple of years that has kind of taken over the scene. Definitely. I mean, you do have it's 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 an interesting mix to me it's it's this weird thing where you have a like you said sort of the unknowing you never know what's going to be popular but at the same time with that you've lost sort of the wave of popularities of generation sort of deals like there's never going to be that one thing that is just all consuming like it was in the past you know that's yeah that's exactly i think i think that's very true i mean 
I don't want to say that, you know, that might not, you know, potentially happen to someone that makes, you know, very great art again. But it is very like, you know, people don't want just like another 70s act. You know what I mean? And to be completely honest, I think that, you know, as my like musical brain started to develop a little bit more, it's I I can hear that when I was younger and making this stuff, that's what I was chasing. Yeah, that I was I was chasing, wanting to be another one of these 70s, just strictly 70s, you know, almost as to say that maybe that I was doing that to try and get away from whatever it is the hell I sound like. Mm -hmm. And now more and more as time is going by and and I'm releasing music, I think that's what I try. I mean, yeah, okay, I'm, you know, I'm not an idiot. I hear the (laughs) I hear the 70s and my shit too most of the time but i'm definitely trying to to kind of carve out my own little idea of what that is now and i think i think that's that's my main propellant well i mean you know speaking along that line as far as like looking back on your music uh you released a different state of mind uh ep in in 2016 and a different state of mind talking about those you know sort of the the popularity that has your your most it, it's your most popular song on Spotify and i've i've heard you in another interview say that it that it haunts you a little bit in the fact of how that song was sort of the easiest for you to write and dude that is the funniest it is really really funny i think that is just like the funniest idea ever and I explain this in a way of like, it's funny. I enjoy it. It's, in, it's funny to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that song is literally two chords. Literally. The whole time. Mm-hmm. And when we put it out, I was like, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I wrote this song. It feels good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, never thought it would ever do what it did. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just so funny that it's a, it's it's if anything I'd like I like to keep it as a little like like a little talisman in my in my head or like a mantra. It's like you, it's it's just just let it happen. Just just let it be. Don't overthink things. And that's something that I constantly have to remind myself of. Well, I I think it's you know it's it's funny because like I always you can look at it by saying like oh this is easy it's two chords. Which it is. I mean that that means it's it, it it's fairly simple as far as the actual uh, song structure. But at the same time, to make that something that somebody wants to hear over and over again, that's the complex thing: is to make those co- two chords very you know very palatable for the actual listener. And I guess sorry. I always I always think back to Dave Grohl and, and Kurt Cobain. You know, Dave talked about after Kurt died that Kurt would always try to simplify his melodies and choruses. He literally would tell Dave, I don't want to see it if it doesn't sound like a nursery rhyme. And I mean, you you look at In Bloom or Come As You Are, and those are, I mean nursery rhymes when you listen to those choruses they're that easy yeah. and that melodic to hear yeah and so like i i definitely think there's something to it it's it's the it's the fact that it's got to be annoying for you as the artist when it comes from you so easy on that that one track and then the others are like Duh. 
What, what do we got here? Yeah, I think, I think like, there's no, there's no, sorry, I was about to curse again. There is no answer. Bob Dylan once said this. He said, he said, that is the ultimate enemy. He said, thinking. <laughs> thinking messes it all up. That's true. On that thinking line, do you? I, I would definitely say you probably try to keep yourself away from looking back at those old songs and going, "What did I do on this song?" What did? Yeah, I mean, you can you, like. I'm actually in a new stage of my life, my friend. Like, I think, I think so. I would look back at my old. You know what I mean? And I would sit there and devise a plan on how I can punish myself hard enough. You know what I mean? Like it sucks. It's this, it's that. I don't sound, but at the end of the day, man, now to me, it's all about like, I want to, I want to make that product that, you know, makes me ultimately super proud. And, and, and I think I'm just, I'm literally just getting started, which is something that I'm, I'm very excited about. I'm really only just coming into this adventure for the first time, really, like with my heart and my head. And that's why I think Highway is is important to me for that matter. You know, it's like, it was a journey for me and it was a learning experience. And I think Highway is gonna make, Highway is almost like a fork in the road, no pun intended. It's like, I have a, I can go wherever, wherever uh, I allow myself, nice. essentially. Nice. So, yeah, that's kind of, what it all it is about for me lately is getting out of your own way. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to move on to highway, but I did want to say a side note on Spotify. I noticed this. I didn't notice. Uh, I don't know if you you've looked at this, but on your top five listening locations, uh, Jakarta, Indonesia, is in the top five. That's so cool. <laughs> did you? Did, that is probably one of the coolest things ever. Did you see that? Had you had you noticed that? Um, I have probably the best manager in the world that does not let me forget <laughs> anything. So <laughs> I believe she's mentioned that to me before. Um, that it's funny, you know, dude, I took a trip. I took a trip once with my mother where I was an absolute nightmare. My mother <laughs> wanted to take us on like one last vacation. Yeah. We go and I'm such a nightmare, dude. I'm like having weed withdrawals. I'm being just such a nightmare. I'm, we're in beautiful Bali, Indonesia. And I am being such a nightmare. I am just like, dude, I'm in tears. I'm fucking aggravated the whole time. I'm like not enjoying a single thing. Long story short, we leave. And like, it, I was just in a point in my life where I was, you know, I was like, what is going on? Where do I go? What do I do? You know, and that coupled with the weed withdrawals definitely didn't help. But either way, we leave that trip. And, and I don't know, something special happened to me in Bali that day because like, like the, the, just the darkest demons came out. You know what I mean? I was just confronted with this crazy person that I know is not the best of me. So to have now Bali be in the top five is just, I don't know. It's funny. I don't know. I don't know if it goes that deep, but <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. It's, it, I mean, it, it's there. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm always amazed. I, I just feel like, especially if I was an artist, uh, releasing music, I would just be so blown away when, like, uh, how did you guys, I know there's the internet, but honestly, like, how, how did you all just become a fan in this city of my music? This is crazy. Like, it's gotta be, uh, you know, 
uh, affirmation for you that you're doing something right. I mean, at least it would be for me. It's very, it's, it, it makes me feel very happy. I, I definitely, I want to keep going and want to keep getting better. And I want to, you know, essentially grow, grow this into something beautiful. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, the, the album, like we said, it, it, it's finally out. It's been, uh, it's been a long time coming for an actual full album. And this is, like you said, you've worked your way. You started uh, as you know, Kid Bloom being somewhat of a band, and then it molded into your music as far as your idea. This is your album. This is your music. Uh, your dad told you, write 100 songs. Out of those 100, 50 would be horrible. Out of those 50, uh, 25 wouldn't be horrible. They'd be usable. And out of those 15, make an album. Uh, you have 12 songs on Highway. Did you start with 100? Oh, man. Um, you know, I don't think I'm one of those people that has 100 songs. I think I'm one of the people I, I write... I'm writing music and ideas all the time. So yes, if you really want to consider it, yes, I have a hundred little ideas. I'm not going to call them a hundred songs. Yeah. But songs to me are, I think, a little bit different because if there's a song that I wrote in this like little idea period, you know, one of those ideas turns into a song. To me, that's already special enough in some weird way. It's turned into a song. You know what I mean? Yeah. I made it a song. Now, sure, maybe, okay, the song, you know, it's got to be really bad for me to not, like, consider it for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got but you. I don't, I, I definitely, for Highway, like, I wrote my, my butt cheeks off. And, um, a lot of those, kind of, those little yeah. ideas, and then you followed the, the good ones. You follow. And some of, dude, and, you know, to, to actually reinforce what you said, I did write some of those ideas, you know, turned into like 10 songs that didn't make the album. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, can you imagine having a hundred that didn't well, make the album? Just, I would have definitely, then that's only up to taste in that, at that point. You know what I mean? I could have probably made an insane other three albums of those, you know? For sure. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's it, like I said, it's been, a, it's been a long time coming for this album and I've heard you're an album man. I mean, and, and growing up with that appreciation of the, the, the older uh, decades in general, what's it finally feel like when you got this album out here in this, uh, you know, this past month? What's it felt like? I mean... Mixed emotions, to be completely honest with you. Yeah? Um, I, feel, I feel really, really proud. I feel very, very excited. There is magic in those songs. Or, you know better not said the magic there's parts of me in those songs and i know that and i know i'm my harshest critic so i take all of it with a grain of salt you know i am my like i'm such i'm so hard on myself in the sense of like i constantly you know just naturally pick everything apart and think about how i could have done it different yeah but again i'm starting to embrace this side of life where it's like that's kind of why all of it is so special is because it can't change and it because it is what it is and yeah i'm just i need to i need to learn be excited be excited of sounding not how i want to instead of being sad that i don't sound how i want to because that excitement of it is naturally going to lead me 
to sit under this tree and go, what the can I do next? What the hell can I, you know? So instead of being, you know, instead of it being destructive and, and cause pain to myself, I'm trying to <laughs> have it turn into like a, a form of um, excitement. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're not one of those. Well, you're trying to not be one of those people that goes back and just looks at, you know, reviews, looks at, looks at, uh, listens to the songs, thinks that, like you, you're ready to move on to the next thing, or at least move on to uh, to now the tour. For sure, I think I'm already. I'm just like already writing a bunch of stuff that I'm sitting here going with this so well well before we move on i do want to run something by you uh anastasia carter who is the writer at uh the post newspaper for ohio university i don't know i'm guessing you didn't see this maybe your manager saw this she took it upon herself to rank all the songs on highway from best to worst when you released it no way yeah yeah, and she I mean and she put a reasoning there. Now I didn't actually put down the reasoning, but I did get I did put the the list here. I want to see if you can guess just off the top of your head what you think she listed your top 3 songs on Highway. What do you, what do top you think? Top 3, huh? Yeah, what do you think she put in the top 3? Um Okay, I'm going to guess Cowboys in the top 3. It is not. I love that. That makes me happy. Um, then I'm going to guess, okay, then from that, let's see if I can rearrange my... The, get, in, get in her head. Here. Get in her head from where... I'll is, tell uh, is Have You Seen Her on there? Have You Seen Her is number three. Have You Seen Her is number three. Uh, is Remedy on there? Remedy is not. Oh, dude, then I have no idea. Okay, then Yellow Line is for sure on there. Yellow Line is Yellow nine. Line. Is not on there. I I I don't know if you, you might have to tell me. Now it's not even now. Now I just messed up a bunch of guesses. Does it feel real? Is number one. That's number one. Number two, middle ground. Middle ground. And I'm guessing since the confusion that you had earlier, I'm guessing you want you want to uh, guess it but what do you think number 12 would be what do you think she put the last one as what is the last song hmm maybe the last one maybe the last one is keep up oh hey you got her last song that's that's what she put 12 for some reason i'm not sure i'm not sure i love it that's cool her 11 though her 11 was cowboy so she was wow yeah but i'm proud you know that makes me happy that you're able to you know everyone everyone's able to find their own sauce in this that's i mean that's always to to me as an artist i would definitely be more appreciative of that you know instead of just having it like listed as the most popular songs on spotify like in order yeah i i really appreciate that you know i'm also just like a big fan of like how Tyler the creator releases music and how he does it and like I think that's he's just so intertwined with what he wants to do yeah. and I think that's that's really cool and he doesn't I feel like he wouldn't care <laughs> either so 
It's, it's it's it. So she did. Does it feel real? Middle ground. Have you seen her? Just the thought. Remedy. I fell in love again. Like I uh, never left. Some some things uh, hanging over me. Uh, yellow line. Drew blood on your rose. Cowboy. Keep up. That was that was the yeah. order. No way. Well, there you go. There you go. That's that's Anastasia Carter for you. Shout out to Anastasia. Anastasia, I appreciate that. Very yeah. sweet. I mean, very right. sweet. You know, I tip of the hat to her. I was like, man, she, she was on top of it. That was like two days after you released the album. I was like, good lord, she was all all over that, man. Man, it makes me so happy. I honestly just like the best fans. Fantastic. Fan. Well, now, I mean, speaking of those fans, you're going to get to see all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm so excited, dude. <laughs> hi- highway tour starts September. Now, is this is this the first full headlining tour of Kid Bloom? Yeah, to be it's the longest one for sure, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it the first real one. Yeah, nice. Why not? Very you know, took a while, took a while to to build the courage and 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 to just go for it and. Yeah, and all these lovely fans are making it that much more fun. I mean, what what's it like thinking about that? I mean, going from getting to support these great groups like Honey and 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 Bad Sons and and those guys to now knowing these folks are coming for your stuff. That's why they're here. Man, it's I I like I really I really really mean it when I say I, you know, I try to, you know, it's very easy to to get frustrated with with things that aren't perfect and blah blah blah. But this, you know, things like these are really like it. Ma- it keeps me going and it makes me so happy. It's like it's the little kid in me that, you know, is like, "Yo, dude, stop crying. Check, look, look what's going on." You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. That's that's what's important, and that's what breeds more love. So. Are are you gonna hit out any Angus moves on stage, you gonna- bro? You, I, okay? I cannot hold a candle to that man. He is, <laughs> he is my. He's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm just a fake dude. Um, but I do shred. So <laughs> he's his energy on stage, man. He's got to burn. Like I mean, especially when you look back on you. You sound exactly like my dad right now. <laughs> After we saw that show, I was just like so. I was just like so shocked, right? I was yeah. so on cloud nine, and my dad goes, "That man must burn <laughs> <laughs> a thousand calories." Oh, it's got, every minute. It's. I mean, you got to think about it though. Like two hours, or like I mean, and then just nonstop moving, and he's dripping sweat. Like I mean, dude, they had like an old dude. They had like a fifty-year-old guy. Yeah, you know, a little bit of a beer belly. Yeah, playing the drums, just holding it down. Yeah, cigarette lit in his mouth whole two hours literally my dad and i couldn't believe it we couldn't believe it literally no no no. literally smoking a cigarette playing the drums which for drummers listening must know is nearly impossible yeah for two hours straight through (laughs) acdc songs (laughs) gotta get there's always that amazing i always tell people i watched uh back I think I think it was when I was in undergrad. I watched uh, Damian Marley. He had a concert no, on on uh, campus, and he had a dude with him. He was not a he was not a musician. He was just a guy with the band that had a uh, Jamaican flag, and his job was like to wave it back and forth. 
And he did that two hours straight, like no stop. And me and my friends, I love it. the whole time, we're just like, is he going to stop? His arms have to be burning. That's crazy. How's he doing that? That's And it became this more amazing thing that we were just sitting there like, what is this guy? How is he doing this? Hey, pride, pride for your pride for your um for your heritage for you, has no bounds. Never <laughs> let the country down, man. Rastafari. Um well now I noticed there's no Florida on the tour. Is oh dude, I hey, can I just be honest? I'm equally as that. I'm trust me. Trust me. I'm so that I would love that's my biggest dream is to like are you kidding me to go to Florida for a show. Absolutely. And I'm like I said, just counting the days to the next tour. You're gonna you're gonna work your way here. I can feel it. Yes, sir. We've got lots of great venues here. Lots of good venues. And I will say if I'm remembering correctly. Dude, blast me out. Hey, you hear that everybody? Help me out a little bit here. We need a little bit of help getting out to Florida. I've never seen it. Got, gotta <laughs> I, I'm tired of seeing it through the internet. You gotta let him come down here, guys. You gotta, gotta. Guys, help us out, please. Um, I'll bring T-shirts. Start. Um, the, he'll bring tunes. That's the most important. Thing. I'll bring tunes. I'll bring shirts, man. Yeah. Tunes and tees. Yeah, I I think I think I'm remembering correctly. I think it was Bad Sons when they came down here. Uh, they had an awesome. They had a day off, and they went to one of the uh, the the springs, the uh, the Crystal Springs here, and they went paddle boarding and stuff. Looked like a bunch of Ugh. looked like a really good time, man. Um, that sounds like a good time. It is. F Florida's a good time, and I will always say we have some of the best live music fans in the country. Uh, yes. Speaking of that, where are you on your tour dates that have been scheduled? Where are you most excited outside of California? Where where you think people are going to bring it? Uh, well, Atlanta is just super fun. Atlanta has such a huge energy. I, I love playing in Atlanta. It does. It does. I definitely... It's one of the few places that I would love to... Uh, live outside of florida that's just uh, not that it's that far away but it is uh it's just such a good city such a good vibe 100 percent um yeah it really is where else anywhere else what else am i excited for um definitely excited for uh, new york nice nice um and excited for the hometown show of course. Yeah. bring it back bring it back yeah the soldiers returning home. I love it. Well, exactly. You heard it, listeners. You need to get your tickets for any of the shows out there. Uh, Lennon, congratulations on the album. Uh, good luck on the tour. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on and, and talking with us today, man. Man, it was such an honor. And thank you so, so much for having me. Um, yeah, it was, it was a real honor. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, man, of course. Listeners, you can check out all things Kid Bloom at his website, kidbloommusic.com. You can follow him on social media at Kid Bloom right now. Let's take a listen to Does It Feel Real? That's the top of my list on Highway. That's it. I'll see you soon, Florida.
what's going on everyone going backwards again The Doc G Show, Kid Bloom. Kid Bloom, new album, Highway. The closest he's going to get, Mike, Atlanta. We're going to have to go up, you know, who knows? Maybe we pack up our gear, we just head up to Atlanta. We do a little Mm -hmm. remote show from his his show. I've got cool little back uh, banners, you know, the little collapsible banners. Oh, okay. That roll up. I've got those yeah, yeah, for the yeah. Dog G show, so we could do oh, nice. that. Yeah, we could put we could put those behind us and just block <laughs> out whatever's behind us, and people would be like, "God, that's so official!" And we'd be like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's pretty official." You don't you you don't you don't have to tell us. We know. <laughs> I bought them. It's cool. Anyways, nice guy, Mike. Looks like he was using your number two on the relaxation soothing methods. Yes, he was a fan. He mm-hmm. uh, and good for him. It's legal in his state as well. So yes, it is. You know, no, no need to worry in your two states. Here again, <laughs> we do not, we do not condone such things unless you have a medicinal marijuana card. Yeah. If you're, if you're missing what I'm saying, listeners, he was smoking marijuana. That's what I'm he saying. He was smoking. He was, he was smoking, and it was relaxing him. He was mm-hmm. feeling soothed. It was improving his mm-hmm. interviewing abilities. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Speaking of that, Mike, we need to move on. Well, before we move on, let me say again, thank you to Kid Bloom for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Hopefully he will come on soon. And he said when they get shows in Florida, he's coming to do a live show. He said that. 
unprovoked listeners you heard it I did yeah. not force him to say that. Sometimes I force him to say it, like, hey, if you come to Florida, you got to come here. I didn't say that this time. He brought it up. <laughs> so keep, write it down, listeners. When he has a show in Florida, remind me and be like, he's got to come to the studio. And I'll be like, you said, do not go back on your promise, or I will write an obituary that you will not be happy with. <laughs> not be I'm happy a good with. writer. What? I'm very good. <laughs> I will take time on it. Anyways, Mike, we need... To go to the recurring segment, the Doc G Top 3. Mm. Now, Mike, uh, I like this topic because I was in the grocery store just the other day, and I got something that I shouldn't get, uh, okay. that I don't need. But I was in the grocery store, and I was like, I want that. So I got mm-hmm. it. And then there's a little bit of buyer's remorse when I got back home. I was like, why? I, I was dumb. Come on. I don't need this, right? So, this Doc G Top 3 is the top three things you end up buying in the grocery store even though you know you shouldn't buy them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the top three. So, I will start us off with my number three, Mike. Frozen meals that look good in the store but then are underwhelming when you cook them. (laughs) It's it's my number three. I definitely do that, Mike. I'll go through the, especially, and listeners, I know, they tell you you shouldn't do this all the time, but especially when I'm hungry. I'll Mm -hmm. go through there. I haven't eaten yet, and I go through that frozen foods, and I'm like, oh, my God. Look at the picture. A steak and cheese burrito? (laughs) And it comes all wrapped like that. It's got onions in there? Oh, I'm getting that. It's going to be good. And then you cook it, and you're like, no, no. No, no. That is nothing like the picture, and this is not good. That's my number number three. What's your number three, Mike? Number three, um, well, this would be kind of considered, I guess, an unhealthy food as well. Okay. And you have to go to a specific store to get it, but it's coconut whipped cream. Mm. Unnecessary. I freeze it and I eat it like a savage. Uh, I eat it like ice cream. It's not good for me in any way, but man, is it delicious. I I feel like that's healthier than ice cream a little bit. Yeah. And I'd say Mm. that's probably your argument in your head validation of like, well, it's not ice cream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, I, but I you go through a lot in, of that. I don't go through a lot of it, but you know, from time to time, I. But will you go definitely shouldn't get it, obviously, and you get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Which store? It's expensive. Which store is that from? Sprouts. I think they also have it at oh, Whole Foods, so it's like one of those. Mm, yeah. Fancy. Yeah. yeah. Fancy Sprouts. Mm. Yeah, I haven't been mm. in a Sprouts in a good while, actually. Yeah, it's a good store. Uh, number two on my list. This is very general. And, and, and I just don't need to get it. But I, they they hop in my cart all the time. <laughs> S- soft drinks. Just in soft general. Soft drinks. I don't need them, you know? But I'll get yeah. Coke. I'll throw it in there. Will I get... I get I'll get Pepsi. Mm. I'm not... I'm not a... Cho- Which do I like better? Definitely Coke. But okay. will, will I snub a Pepsi? No. I won't. Mm. Will I snub a Mr. Pibb? No. Will I snub a Dr. Pepper? No. Will I snub a Fanta? No. Will I snub an Orm Crush? The answer is, Mike, I will take all soft drinks. Yeah. And I should not. That's a fact. They are not good for you. 
Yeah, not good. What do you usually get? Do you get like a two liter? Do you get like a six pack? How do you? What's your? I I try now what I do, and uh, this actually made its uh it, it made an appearance on Instagram at one point. I try now to get the mini uh, cans. Ah, uh, yeah, the to mini cans. To limit myself as knowing that that is the one can that I will drink for the night. So mm. I will have eight ounces of Coke. <laughs> so that's that's normally uh, what I go with. But I should just, you know, I should just bypass it all together. But I don't. I don't. Yeah. Still get them. What's your number two, Mike? Well, I want to say I did buy a Jones soda recently, and it was delicious. And I did not need to get it, but no. I like the picture, and it was it's blue, and it was it was beautiful. And I was Jones soda has a ton yeah. of sugar in it too. Hey. That's like that's like more than your normal. Now they ah. claim that it's better for it because it's cane sugar instead of uh, uh, high fructose corn syrup, but that's bullshit. They're both bad yeah, it for is. you. It doesn't really yeah, matter. It's yeah. the same thing. It's it's the same thing. It's glucose and and su- uh, and fructose. Yeah, that, that's what sucrose is. Anyways, not to get on a science tip, listeners. So, what's uh, the number two? <laughs> One thing that we buy, my girlfriend and I buy quite often. We shouldn't have it, and but it's uh, rice pudding. We buy rice pudding. They're these little rice puddings. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's so delicious. Mike, you're, both of yours are fairly healthy right now. It's yeah. making me feel like a fat piece. Of <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I'm your sorry, number Dr. one G. better be bad. It better be yeah. very bad. I'm just it's, saying. Uh, it's bad financially, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yours, not- <laughs> are all, yours are all bad financially. Mine are all just bad health-wise. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number one, and this is so true. This is this is uh, vice as far as food. Chips. 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 We n- Nobody ever needs chips. There is no reason that anyone ever should go into a store and be like, well... Storm's coming. I need some <laughs> chips. Like nobody ever needs chips, but I f- love all of them, Mike. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Toast Tito's hit a lime. Mm-hmm. Sweet spicy chili Doritos. Harvest oh. cheddar sun chips. Ah, Doritos uh, are so good. Pringles. Yeah. I can't stop, Mike. I love them yeah. all. I yeah, love chips them are all. Amazing. The most recent I hit up was hit a lime. I hit up some hit a lime. Just oh, mm, they're oh. delicious. They're really oh, good. They're really hard. It's so depressing, too, because it only takes like 10 of those big chips and the bag's already half empty, and you're just like, I yeah. ate a, half a bag of these already? Yeah. Oh, God, man. Mm. Anyways, number one for you, Mike. Well, I mean, see, I was thinking of just like, what in general should I not be buying at the grocery store? Yeah. And I will say that literally almost every other store, we get, every other store trip we buy, um, tortilla chips Mm. and we buy a huge bag of homemade tortilla chips so Mm. it's like we definitely do chips and um but the number one thing that i shouldn't buy at the grocery store that i do buy and i don't care and i just recently learned from my dad that i shouldn't be buying these is uh air filters i buy air air filters at the grocery store yeah (laughs) like for your house yeah for the air conditioning unit yeah they're like 3x more expensive at the grocery store than they are like literally anywhere else yeah yeah and why? Just because it's convenient. That's why you're getting them at the yeah. Because I'm already there. It's on like a list or something, and I just buy it there. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go to Lowe's or Home and Home Depot. Home yeah. Improvement. <laughs> home, home Depot. Improvement. <laughs> it's, it's a store. Look it up, guys. <laughs> yeah. How how often do you change your filter? 
I mean, you know, twice a year, whatever the thing is, but uh, pretty much oh. I've never remembered going to a Home Depot or any actual type of, uh, you know, hardware store. To I got to say, things. Mike, that's not, come on. That's not. I know one. it's lame, but hey, but the tortilla chips, Doc G, if you saw the amount of tortilla chips that I consume on a weekly basis, then you would say that should be your number one, probably. You I know, I, I just, it's, it's a vice, Mike, those chips. Yeah. They're just yeah. so good. It's like mm -hmm. when you go to a Mexican restaurant and they have them on the table. And you go hot. through you go yeah. through like four <laughs> bowls of those and you're just like, do we have a problem everybody? Should we <laughs> should we seek help? Should it's like it's just it's not it's not healthy. It is not no. healthy. Uh, there it is folks. Doc G top 3. We will have another Doc G top 3 next week. Mike, two more birthday suits. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this one is an 80s basketball player. Mm. He wasn't super uh, popular. Well, he was pretty popular, but he didn't get a lot of, like, uh, awards. Okay. Um, so here we go. Born on July 13, 1963 in Dallas, Texas. Our birthday suit wearer always loved basketball. His whole life, though, he was smaller than other kids. He overcame uh, that disadvantage with speed and jumping ability. At 5'3", his senior year, he averaged 26 points a game and could dunk the ball. Jeez. Because of his height, he had almost no colleges interested in him, so he went to a junior college. Midland College led hmm. them to a national uh, championship in junior college. He then transferred to North Carolina State where he averaged 10.4 points a game and 5.7 assists. Her birthday suit wearer was drafted in the fourth round of the 1985 draft by the Detroit Pistons where he was cut, but he tried out for the Atlanta Hawks and made the team. He played for them for six seasons. In 1986, at a height of 5'6", our birthday suit wearer won the slam dunk contest where he beat his teammate, Dominique Wilkins. Winning the dunk contest made him extremely popular for endorsements. This is true. He had endorsements for Coca-Cola, Church's Fried Chicken, Hardee's, Sunkiss Oranges, and Chips Ahoy. Going to be honest, hmm. not the best things to make you a slam dunker. Uh, <laughs> to make you obese, yes. To make you a slam dunker, no. Um, he Hilarious. Is, he ended up playing 13 seasons in the league, averaging 9.9 .9 points per game and 5.3 assists per game. He is now the president of basketball operations for the Texas Legends in the NBA G League. Name that birthday suit where i can see that you're confused mike i will give you his initials s w hmm. think potato no idea spud web ah, spud web okay. spud web five six mike five six that wow. dude by the time he left high school had a vertical of 42 inches over 42 mm. inches at five six Wow. Now, the crazy thing to think about that, Mike, is both Vince Carter and Michael Jordan, Vince Carter being 6'7", Michael Jordan being 6'6", both had verticals of 46 inches at 6'6 and 6'7". Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, it is. That's insane. But I wish, I wish I had any one of those verticals. This dude looked like he was flying, Spud Webb. 
I mean, just think about mm. that. You're five three and you can dunk in high school. Yeah. That is crazy. Think about a yeah. I'm gonna have to watch some videos. Think think of Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's essentially five three. <clears throat> think of him just bouncing up there like he's on an effing trampoline and dunking. That's essentially <laughs> that's essentially what Spud Webb could do. It's crazy. So he's yeah. he's in the top. I think he's in the top. 10 of shortest people ever in the NBA because there's several yeah. people that were 5'6", and he was 5'6". Shortest guy ever Muggsy. was Muggsy Bowes, yeah. Yeah. He, and how tall was he? 5'3". 5'3", yeah. He could dunk, yeah. too. Not mm -hmm. nearly as good as, as Spud Webb. Spud Webb had some crazy bounce. Crazy bounce. Anyways, happy birthday to Spud Webb. Uh, Mike, here's the last one. Pretty confident, I think. Well, I know you know who he is. It's again, I'm not sure if you can remember his name. We'll see. Okay. Born July 13, 1969 in Detroit, Michigan. Our birthday suit wearer's parents both immigrated from South Korea. His father was a professor of economics at Wayne State. Our birthday suit wearer ended up going to Duke for his undergrad. Will it really wanted to major in drama, but continued instead to pursue medicine. He graduated in 1990 and went on to get his medical degree at UNC School of Medicine. While working on his residency, he, con he continued to pursue acting and eventually started doing several comedy shows. In 1998, he moved to Los Angeles to be a physician, but also to perform in entertainment. He regularly did shows at the Improv and the Laugh Factory. His film debut was in Knocked Up as a Physician. After that, he uh, starred in... Uh, he, he made a transition into being a full-time actor. He became very recognized for his role in The Hangover, Hangover 2, and Hangover 3 as Mr. Chow, where he gets completely naked and it is hilarious. Uh... He was also in the movie Pain and Gain as Johnny Woo. Name that birthday suit wearer. Yeah, Doc G, totally right. I have no idea what his name is. You know who you're talking about. Don't know the name. Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Yes. Yes. Truly a doctor, Mike. A licensed oh. physician. Still is. He has kept his license. He is still a physician, <laughs> even though he is a successful actor now. Well, yeah, very yeah. successful. Yeah. Very impressive. Very impressive of him uh, to be able to, you know, juggle both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, very. Uh, also, got to say, very <laughs> of him to do what he did in The Hangover and be cool <laughs> with it. Uh, did make the movie pretty hilarious, I will say. He gets completely naked, listeners, in case you haven't seen the movie. Not It <laughs> doesn't really spoil too much of the plot, I guess. Yeah. No, not really. Um, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, he's turning, what is he turning there? Uh, 53, Mike. 53 mm. for Ken. Happy birthday, Ken. Happy birthday. And happy birthday to Spud Webb. Uh, Spud Webb was turning, ooh, Spud Webb's almost turning 60. He's 59. Ooh. 59 for Spud. So there we go, Mike. Harrison Ford, Spud Webb, Ken, Ken Jong. Um... I was debating whether or not we should have Julius Caesar as a birthday suit. But since he overturned a republic, I didn't feel like we should celebrate him as a birthday suit. <laughs> so we did not have Julius Caesar. But it should be noted for the listeners who are fans of history, his birthday apparently was July 13th. Which is amazing, Mike, that they can know that. 
2,300 years ago, and they still know that his birthday was July 12th. It's crazy. The 13th. How? How is that even possible? It's nuts, right? It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. That's what I was I was looking up information about, and they're like, not, not too much is known about his childhood. And I was like, yeah, it shouldn't be. It's 2,100 years ago. Why, why the f*** did anybody know about his childhood? <laughs> it's like yeah, nobody knew he was going to over, overturn Rome. Nobody was sitting there like, uh, might want to get this down. <laughs> Seems to like playing with balls as a child. No, well, actually, I guess since it was 2000, he likes to play with stones. There we go. Yeah. Anywho, oh, yeah. Mike, all of their birthdays. Happy birthday to all three of those guys, Ken, Spud, and Harrison. Mike, we have two fantastic shows. Next week, we have Ballyhoo, veterans of the reggae roots game from Maryland. We had Bumpin' Uglies on the show a little while back who are also from Maryland, good pals of the, the group. Just veterans. I can't wait to talk to their lead singer. We're going to chat about their their career, their latest uh, their latest album they had, just everything going on. Can't wait to do it. It's going to be a good time. Then, the week after that, we've got a fantastic group, Dispatch. Just, oh my nice. gosh, these guys. They've done it all. They've been in the game for for. 25 years something like wow, that wow yeah just making some jams and i don't mind telling you mike that in undergrad me my friend ed and and our whole apartment used to do a sing-along to their song the general oh my gosh did mm. we sing out that jam it's such a good song <laughs> so good we're going to have him on the show. I can't wait to talk to him. But for now, Mike, we got to wrap it up. I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Mikey Maximus, the Fernicus, Charette. Doc G, thank you so much for having me, sir. What a great time. Of course. Of course. And we do it every time at this time of the week, 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. on Wednesdays, guys. Catch us here next week. And until then, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it to do that.